Welcome back to Couch Potato Radio. Derek Hansen with you. It's a pleasure to have with us again. Patrick Royce, longtime Star Tribune columnist. You can check out his podcast, uh, Royce Unchained, if you want to search for that, wherever you get your podcasts. And also, he's part of uh, Garage Logic with Joe Souchere. And uh, Patrick, boy, a crazy weekend, fun time of year, obviously, with everything that's going on. But uh, Kirk Cousins, he's going to be back. Uh, baseball is back. The Twins making some moves. It's been nuts. Uh, yeah, it's been a, uh, a crazy couple of days. We will. Uh, the uh, I thought the Vikings came up with the uh, pretty dang good solution for Kirk Cousins. They didn't tie their wagon to him for uh, endlessly, but uh, they do have him for two years, and there's, there was really no better option. So they, uh, you know, you could have been like the Steelers. I'm just looking at it right now on TV, signing Mitch Trubisky. I think I'd rather have uh, Kirk Cousins than him. <laughs> Yeah, the thing with Kirk Cousins is obviously he's a good quarterback. The question is, will will he ever be a great quarterback with a you know getting over a five hundred record, what have you? But like you said, uh, there's no one really was a good trade option at the time as far as teams getting a first round draft pick, and this is kind of where you're at. They're just gonna, and I don't know what the uh, dead cap money is if they decide to cut him or whatever next year. But I think right now with the options that are out there, I understand why they're doing it. Even if I'm not the biggest Kirk fan, but I get it. He's here for two years. It's, I mean, there's no, there's nothing that they're going to do two years next year to uh, get rid of him. I don't think. And there's a 12 million of dead cap money in both uh, the next two. What would it be? 20, 20, 24, 20, 25. But the way the cap has been going up, it's really that's not really a problem. So they, uh, you know, they needed to come up with a solution that did not commit him to commit them to him for four or five years. And they did, they came up with a, you know, a two year solution here. And uh, he's uh, fixing the defense is a much bigger problem than him playing quarterback, I think. So uh, it is funny though, how he gained this great popularity uh, with a, with a certain segment. Uh, he was, he was always kind of people were either neutral or against him. And uh I think uh, being a non-vaxxer helped his uh, helps his kid. All of a sudden, he was uh, there was a, a really ardent group of people supporting him, which kind of was strange to me. But uh, well, that was know. that was strange on both sides. <laughs> you know, I mean, the people who hate him because he didn't get vaxxed, and people who loved him, you know, because he did. It, it, yeah, that's a whole different animal there. That is for sure. Yes, it is. Yes, <laughs> it is. everything's political in 2022. So. That's the way it is. So. Let me before I ask you about baseball on those lines. You mentioned defense, and you know there's going to probably be a few people that are going to be changing as far as defense is concerned to get under the cap by Wednesday. That's gonna it's going to be a busy week of you know football news, obviously, but the Vikings will be involved in that. Yes, and uh, it's going to be uh, uh, extremely interesting to see what they do with uh, uh, Hunter. Uh, you know, eighteen million. Uh, you gotta, you gotta pay him 18 million or, or let him go. I, I'm sure they're trying to negotiate somehow. The, the NFL, what they say they're going to pay people and what they actually pay them are two different things. But uh, I don't know how the Vikings get out of that because the reason he basically re-signed them was that they promised them that 18. So uh, we'll, we'll as a roster bonus. So or, or, you know, so yep. they, uh, you know, it'll be very interesting because. He, you know, even this year he was great for the six games he played, and then he was, you know, then he was hurt, hurt again. And uh, I would be surprised if uh, if he doesn't, if they don't put him on the street. So we'll yeah. see. 
Yeah, and of course, you know, with a, if they go to a three-four defense, like they think about it, you know, whether or not he can play defensive end, if he's too small for that, or outside linebacker, if he can keep up with that, that's that's an interesting spot if they try to mix that in with him in there. Well, what's interesting is bars now. Uh, you know, they're not committed to bar anymore, and uh, the three-four uh, defense is probably what he's made for. Yeah, so, right. But are they going to come back? And are they going to? You know, we we all blamed uh, Mike Zimmer for having this uh, addiction to bar and certainly not getting his money's worth. But in a three, four defense, I think I'd like to have him as my outside linebacker. Yeah. So we'll, uh, I, I don't know what they, they don't have any hold on him though. Right. I think he's a free agent. So correct. Yeah. So, it's... Uh, so, so, um, yeah, that'll, that, that'll be interesting too. He's uh, yeah. We, and the, the, the thing about it is, we have no idea how these guys operate. They're brand new, and uh, we we don't know what their view of life is. They they were smart. They they realized that they really had no quarterback options, so they came up with a good solution for Cousins, and that's all we know about them at this point. Yeah, it's going to be a busy week for them. Obviously, a busy week for baseball. Patrick Royce with us, longtime Star Tribune columnist, uh, also part of the uh, Royce Unchained podcast, Garage Logic, and. Baseball's back. These knuckleheads finally got it together here, and uh, we get to enjoy it. I don't know how good the Twins are going to be, but, boy, they've been I, – I, I've been just in a whirlwind with them this weekend. Derek Falvey and Thad Levine, my heavens, uh, they, they're keeping us spinning. Yeah, that thing that popped up late last night where it came out of nowhere, I, uh, I think uh, Falvey uh, looks kind of like a, a fool for uh, – telling us that we were getting this uh, potential gold glove shortstop in uh, in Kiner of Falela, uh, and I'm doing my best on the pronunciation there. And uh, and then 12 hours later, he was. we found out the only reason they got him was so they could dump Donaldson, and the Yankees wanted a shortstop in order to dump Donaldson. So uh, uh, that, was, uh, that was extremely weird. You know, pretty much everything this team has done since they signed Donaldson has been kind of weird. Uh, with the, we, we thought these guys were geniuses when they first came in in the 2019. They get a team, put a team together that sets a world record for home runs. And, and then, lo and behold, they say, okay, our pitching isn't that good. Let's go get a high-priced uh, another home run hitter who strikes out a lot. So, uh that was, uh, you know, ever since they signed Donaldson, I haven't known what they're doing, and I'm I'm more confused right now than I've ever been. If they take the Donaldson fifty million and get themselves a pitcher, then I think we know what their motive was. People are talking about Trevor Story, but uh, if they, if they get into this Trevor Story sweepstakes and give him one hundred eighty million for four years or something. That means you're giving up on Royce Lewis, who uh, you made your number one draft choice and have been telling us to wait for and unfortunately popped his knee last year. But uh, uh, that's that's, uh, that's an interesting situation, too. They have all kinds of uh, infielders sitting around, and uh, you know, I, I, can't, I, I can't imagine them getting in this Trevor Story sweepstakes when what they really need is a pitcher. Well, and that's why I was arguing with a few people I know because you're right. They have infielders, right? And even if they have to make shifts with Polanco back at short and arise at second for a while, I mean, and, and you know, Nick Gordon, what happened with him as far as being an infielder? It's kind of bizarre when they have a lot and then didn't trade away some of those to get the the, the shortstop from Texas. It is. Uh, I don't understand a lot of this. What? Uh, who is going to play shortstop then? Well, I wouldn't be surprised. I was just looking it up now. Ursula, 
played when he first went to the Yankees. Glaber, uh, uh, Glaber, either Torres was hurt or they were waiting for him to establish himself or something. He started 82 games at shortstop for the Yankees in 2019. Since then, I think he started four games at shortstop because he's played third base for them. But, uh, you know, it's uh, I, I really don't I, – I would guess that that's probably who they're going to end up starting with. I don't know if he's gotten larger and if, if, if he can actually play shortstop, but I, I think they would go that route rather than put Polanco back there. Uh, but then again, they might not be done here any either. I, right. I know one thing is I saw somebody mention the Miranda kid at uh, third base. Uh, uh, he's played third base in St. Paul. He can hit, but he's a big guy and he's slower than heck. He's not a shortstop. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. There's some uh, thought. I, I saw some rumors that they might uh, trade a rise, which I think would be a mistake, but they might uh, – they might trade him and maybe get a shortstop. I don't. I don't know what they're up to. They're, but obviously, what we saw last night ain't the end of it. There's going to be something <laughs> going on. So, well, if they trade a rise, it just it shows you then that whatever analytics they look at, he doesn't fit. And for guys like you and I, have watched baseball for a while. I don't understand what more you need from this guy. He's why is no. a pure hitter? What's wrong with that this day and age? I, yeah, and uh, it's I think what what we were, we were what we were reading is uh, that uh, when they got the shortstop from the uh, Texas, that uh, they were thinking about being more of a you know move the runners type of team, not just sit there and wait for home runs. <laughs> Boy, I uh, you know every everything that was written in those twelve hours after they made that trade could be taken out and burned. I didn't, I hadn't even heard it. I was uh, I was sitting at home watching something on TV. I don't know what about ten thirty, and somebody sent me a text saying, "How about the latest Twins trade?" I said, "What?" So I did. I didn't even know about it. So that's crazy. It was uh, it was extremely weird. But uh, uh, I'll say one thing. Uh, I know you've been down to a lot of spring trainings, and I've been down to a thousand of them, and. Uh, you know, we always wanted action, and we never got much. But uh, they got some action in the first forty-eight hours. They were down there. The the media, that's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, I'm going down there to vacation for two weeks. Everyone goes, "Oh, you can go watch baseball." I said, "No, I'm staying away from there. I'm not. I'm not going to deal with that." They can <laughs> because I just it, it makes my head spin, and I'm a little bitter too. Of course, I want to get you that. I, I heard you one time say with my good friend David Moulton down in Florida. I was heading down there. They got a commissioner who doesn't like baseball. Boy, I think you saw that this winter. What a what a bizarre thing! But I'm glad they finally worked it out. I just, for me, pitch clocks and shift, you know, all that type of thing rules. I I, I don't understand what direction this sport is going. Yeah, well, they got to do something though. They have to. I don't know how they're going to do it. I think the I think the pitch clock is a good thing. They got to get somebody moving here. But uh, uh, the rest of it, I, I'm not so sure about. And. Uh, I will say one thing. I, in Manfred's defense, and I don't, I, I don't think he likes baseball. But the only way this deal was ever going to get done was to uh, create a real sense of urgency for the players, because Tony Clark had heard for five years how he lost the last negotiation, and his hurt, feelings were hurt, and he was going to, he was dug in, and he had guys, uh, you know, he was taking advice from Dave Winfield and. Bobby Bonilla, for God's sakes. And uh, 
you know, they were dug in. I, th- I think that I think baseball, the, the commissioner's office knew all along that the only way they're going to get a deal was to, you know, to get down to the point where you were going to be canceling games and canceling paychecks. And the uh, obviously the executive board of the associate players association was more out of touch than anybody. They voted eight to nothing against the new deal, and the tw- teams, the players themselves, voted twenty-six to four in favor. So, uh, I, I think that uh, Tony and his, I think Tony and his group, and I think Boris had a lot of uh, influence with him too. The kind of the agents had uh, the, the the bigger agents, and I think they, uh, you know, they were, they thought they could, you know get get everything back and they 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 weren't going to get everything back uh, i thought it was a good deal for both sides i don't think right. uh you know in the end i think everybody got what they needed so but it's it's the thing about baseball is that you know the nfl they got a dummy like d morris smith leading the union there and they they throw some extra dollars at the nfl players and they get a 10-year deal once again these guys only signed a five-year contract with the players, so we'll be going through this after after year three of that. We'll start hearing about oh, they're really falling far apart this time. I don't know if they're going to get a new deal. So <laughs> yeah, you know. my my last thing for you is uh, I don't know if you stayed up late Saturday, but and uh, you you and I I think are hockey fans. But we're not fanatics, but boy, that uh, high school sports at the top level that was something else with Andover defeating. I, I, I was there. Yeah, it was uh, it was a hell of a game. It really was. Andover, uh, Andover looked. You know, they gave up one in the first twelve seconds, and they were down two zero right off the bat. But they looked to be like the better team. Now, I wasn't rooting for them because their their hockey hair was just outrageous. I was hoping Maple Grove won because they had all their the, they they had the old hockey hair going. It drives me nuts. But uh, the uh, Andover guys, but they were good, man. They were good, and uh, both both those teams were good. It was a lot of fun, and uh, I kind of I wrote a column saying I think we've seen the future too. These big sprawling suburban schools in the Northwest suburbs and the Southwest suburbs are not the, uh, you know, the days of Edina just showing up and winning. Those are over because these schools are, they're enormous and they got the great facilities and they got driven, driven athletes and driven parents. And, uh, I think, uh, I think we've seen the future and it was pretty damn good. I gotta say. Yeah. You know, well, that's for sure. It was unbelievable. Of course, you know, after Moore had lost Andover, I think everyone was pulling for him. And the fact that the coach and the coach, much of the coaching staff is from this area. So it was kind of the, if it, the Spuds couldn't win it, I think they were pulling for the Huskies. That is for sure. But it was a, a quite a show. In honor of uh, Sid's birthday tomorrow, we can say how, yeah, it was the crown jewel again, Sid, of hockey. <laughs> Which always oh, drives. that's right. I forgot. <laughs> May, March 15th. Yeah. Yes. Well, 102, right? Yes, it would have been. Just, yeah, it's hard to believe that's yeah. been a well, year and a half. I'd like to say I miss him, but I, you know, I think we had enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, God, God rest his soul. And you know, nineteen August nineteen sixty three to October uh, uh, two thousand nineteen, uh, two thousand twenty. That was enough. Yeah. That was enough for me. You know, it was a good run. Hey, you had to work. You had to work with him more than I did. So, I'll, yeah, that's for sure. Oh, very good. Patrick, always a pleasure to talk to you. Hopefully you'll see you down at Twins game sometime this uh, spring, summer. All right, Derek. Thank you. Goodbye. See you.
you. The one, the only, Patrick Royce with us here on Couch Potato Radio, longtime Star Tribune columnist, Royce Unchained podcast. If you want to check him out there, also a Garage Logics podcast. We'll take your phone calls on uh, baseball, the Vikings, whatever else is on your mind, 237-5948. You can text us on the uh, iConsultants of North Dakota text line at 35270. Couch Potato Radio, Derek Hansen with you here on KFGO.